And welcome back to Kidman Talk. This is episode number 70. And it is one that was recorded not in the Kidology Studios here in Parker, Colorado, but all the way in Chicago at the Awana headquarters. That's right. You may have heard there is some exciting stuff going on at Awana. I also had a friend email me this week. He's taken on a new ministry that has Awana, and he says, Hey, Carl, you got to help me out. I got to learn about Awana. So I thought, what better thing to do than after I speak at a camp at Wisconsin to drive down to Awana headquarters and actually meet with Michael Scarborough, who is the children's ministry director of all of Awana, the clubs and everything else they got going on to get the inside scoop on the exciting things happening at Awana. So enjoy as we talk Kidman and Awana. Well, here I am at the Awana headquarters in Streamwood, Illinois. I'm excited to be here. Just got done doing some camp speaking up in Wisconsin and adding on some family vacation time and always love an opportunity to come by the Awana headquarters and see my friends here. And today I'm hanging out with Michael Scarborough. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing well, Carl. Thank you. Well, thanks for this opportunity to take some time out of your busy day and to talk about Awana. We've probably got some different types of listeners uh, to Kidman Talk. We've probably got some who are, what is Awana? (laughs) And then we've got those, uh, we like to joke, if you cut them, they bleed four colors. Absolutely, right. So uh, we're going to take a little time today. Briefly, if you don't know about Awana or you're unfamiliar with it, um, you probably think of the club, right? It's the traditional club that a lot of churches have where, um, and I've grown up in Awana, I was a uh, got my Timothy Award, my Excellence Award. Uh, I still have some of those. In fact, I have my classic gray uniform. <laughs> I like to put it all on and That's right. look like I'm General Patton. Yes, you know? yes. And um, it's basically got three sections. There's a handbook time and a council time. That's the large group and a, and a game time. But Awana is in kind of a, an exciting phase right now. In fact, uh, calling it Awana Clubs would almost be the wrong thing to call it because I think Awana is more than clubs. And in fact, going forward, if I understand, you guys would like to be known less as a club ministry and as a children's ministry that uses clubs, but does more than that, right? That's why we're here today to talk about this. Yeah, absolutely. Carl, I appreciate you coming by. You know, we, um, we love your passion for one. It's, it's inspiring, honestly, you know, I just follow you on social media and I see you popping up with, with, uh, active in Awana and picture of you and your son, uh, and his award the other day. I love that. Um, you know, God is at work changing the world through the ministry of Awana. We are wanting people to know that Awana is a global children's and youth ministry, that there are uh, Awana ministries happening in more than 100 countries around the world, 2.3 million children being reached with the gospel on a weekly basis. I just got Through about 30,000 church uh, and other ministry partners around the world. So, as you said, for many people who know a traditional Awana club in the United States setting, that ministry is still very active. We're still totally committed to it. We're looking to even optimize, strengthen, and grow it. I'd love to tell you more about that. But we also want people to know that when they participate in Awana, even in a traditional club setting, they're actually part of something, a mission that's going on all around the world. And that's a story I don't think a lot of people know yet. Well, you know... um if someone's listening to this happens to be listening on the website or on their computer or later, if they jump over to awana.org, you've just launched your new website and I love just the homepage and the images 
of children all over the world learning about God's Word, and obviously it's going to look different overseas. Absolutely. I think if a lot of people go to that new website and they see it, they're going to feel like, well, I'm looking at a missions organization website, and that's just the point. Um, you see a lot of other uh, races and ethnicities pictured, but that's because we're ministering all around the world to, as we said, millions of kids. And uh, where they might have expected in the past to see kids in uniform with their awards and that kind of stuff. And that's a method that's still very active and very uh, effective in reaching kids in many places, not even just the United States. But we really want people to know that mission is what we're all about, a single mission to reach children and youth with the gospel. The methods are going to vary by location, by culture, uh, by age even, um, by resource that that given locale has. But the bottom line is that our mission well, this is exciting for me because um, in the past, Awana was limited maybe to those who could fit a midweek club ministry into their overall children's ministry program. If I'm hearing you correctly, there's going to be opportunity for people to be a part of Awana who maybe use Royal Rangers or Pioneers, they already have another club, or maybe they don't have an opportunity to have a club because of the dynamics of their schedule, but Awana is going to have tools and ministry opportunity for them as well. Yeah, one of the things that I'm most excited about is how much listening Awana is doing right now. We are out talking to all kinds of different churches, churches and other ministry partners who appreciate and use Awana, and then those who don't, and tell us why they can't or why they won't. And uh, what we hear from those folks who don't participate in Awana and use the ministry is interesting because they almost always start their comment with, we respect Awana so much. There's nobody better than Awana at unpacking God's word for kids and getting them into it themselves and helping them learn how to, to really engage it for themselves. However, <clears throat> and then they go ahead and tell us and some the challenges they have. The number they, of they, volunteers, They tend perhaps. to be logistics. They tend to be, it's volunteers, it's space, it's budget, it's a church schedule. Well, those are all things that we understand, that we respect. We're here to serve and partner with, with churches. And so what we're trying to do is just say, how can you adapt that model that's worked so well so that it's flexible, so that it fits into more slots in a church's week, into more settings, into more uh, context, that sort of thing. Well, I love that because one of the one of the phrases I think Awana uses a lot that I love is Awana works. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a URL? I think so. I yeah. think it is. Mm -hmm. I think a, mm -hmm. you probably Google Awana works, right. um, and I don't know if it's .com or .org or mm -hmm. .whatever, but um, a couple of years ago, um, this is going a little ways back, but Awana actually brought in an independent outside organization to kind of survey the kids who had gone through Awana to see how they were doing. You know, was Awana truly effective? And uh, can I share some of these stats? Absolutely. Um, and it's really exciting. And uh, what they found is that kids who had consistently been a part of Awana between six to ten years and, of course, been a, uh, in, had active parents was, was a key. But they found some astonishing results. In fact, I remember them saying they were better than they expected them to be. They found that 98% believe that Jesus is the Son of God and 93% believe that Christianity is the one true faith that leads to salvation. They found that Awana participants pray. 92% pray regularly. And that compares to 66% of Americans. And found that they attend church. 92.7. Boy, they got it down to the decimal. <laughs> attend church weekly or more. Found that they study. That they were 3.6 times more likely to read their Bible several times a week compared to non-Awana alumni. They even found that they evangelize. 70% witness to someone at least once a month 
compared to the national average of 36%. That's, that's a striking difference. And then they found uh, that they, what they say, Awana participants returned, that 92.9 would like their own children to participate in Awana. Th those are some staggering, encouraging numbers, but in the past that was if they were in a club setting for a, con for a consistent amount of time. But what you're saying is you guys want to find some ways and are working on some ways that churches maybe can have some of these same results with kids but not have necessarily be a club. Yeah, you know, we want to say right off the bat here that the results are in God's hands. It's it's Amen. all, I know you know that, uh, but the, the power of the Holy Spirit working in the, in the life of a child and God's word being that fuel, you know, that's like a, you build your campfire, that's the word of God. Then you put the you put the match to it, that's the Holy Spirit. And Awana is simply a tool to try to get a child in that place. And so we leave the results to him, we entrust them to him, we certainly don't claim any of that credit for ourselves. But we do believe that Awana has been uh, been an impact in many kids' lives over generations now because we maintain a commitment to God's Word being the primary ministry tool in our ministry. Now, we start with Scripture. I appreciate many of the other ministries out there. Um, we, we encourage and are excited about the ones that also join us in starting with Scripture and your ministry methodology. Other things are important. Other things need to be in there. We need to engage kids in a lot of different ways. But Scripture's got to be first, middle, and last. And that's why I believe Awana works. It works over generations. And as I often say, Awana, some people would probably say a hearty amen to this. Awana hasn't always been the coolest, uh, coolest ministry on the block. But the fact is that we are uh, 65 years later, our ministry impact is growing, uh, not shrinking. And if you look at the history of many legacy organizations, uh, over time, they tend to either weaken or drift from their original mission. We haven't, and that's because the, 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 the thing that fires us up every day is that the power of God's Word in the life of a child is almost unstoppable. And that's where those results come from. Yeah, I love that. And of course, yeah, by sharing those Awana results, really, this is the results of kids being consistently in a program that values the Word of God. I can even tell you a little more about that study that was fascinating to me. We asked the participants, who were all in their 20s and 30s at the time, uh, think of three different faith form formers in your life, your parents or your home environment, uh, whatever your church did outside of Awana, and then Awana itself. Take those three baskets, now pretend you have 10 eggs, and you're going to split up the credit in your life, so okay. to speak. The way those numbers split out across those participants was beautiful to me, because 50% or five of the eggs went in the parents or the home basket. Well, that's the message that home is the primary place of spiritual influence, and Scripture tells us that, right? So that was beautiful to me. Then the other five eggs actually got split two and a half to Awana and two and a half to everything else that their church did. must have been a hard-boiled egg because they could split that one in half. <laughs> but the fact, I love that too because it showed that Awana was a, an effective partner with everything else local church did. It wasn't that it was only Awana in the local church, but that Awana was an effective tool in the church's strategy, which was then beautifully complementary, complementary to the parents and, or their home life. And so all that picture unfolds to me is that God has a, a healthy model for how we shape the, the faith of kids. And Awana can and, and is part of that in so many lives. Well, I know I'm a result of the impact of Awana, and, uh, and it fits that. I mean, my parents were encouraging me at home, helping me with my scripture memory. Uh, I was motivated by the incentives built into the Awana program. Um, but my junior department, Sunday school superintendent, Helen Reed, 
um, uh, was also a huge part of that in Sunday school. She mm -hmm. had the stars around the wall, and I wanted to get a star in yeah. every square. And of course, I always appreciated when the verse was in Sunday school and Awana, <laughs> and it was fantastic. But um, one thing I've noticed here at headquarters, and uh, I just want to share, is that you guys live this. Because um, I've noticed that over in the employee area, um, where the food is and, and the snacks and all that, where you guys um, get together to meet and stuff, there's an Awana employee memorization book. Oh yeah, I've seen that, and mm -hmm. it's it's hefty. Yeah, um, I snagged one of those last time I was here for mm -hmm. a sports stacking um, film shoot, and um, there's a lot of scripture in there. So yeah. you guys are memorizing scripture as employees and as a group here in turn. Can you tell a little bit about? Or is oh, that top secret? No, not at all. We we're we're we want to uh, eat our own cooking, so to speak. You know, <laughs> and uh, scripture memory is an important discipline, not just for kids, but for adults. It's harder for adults, I think. Uh, our brains are filled up with more and more stuff, but. Uh, you know, our scripture memory program has been going on for literally decades here, and so that book represents kind of a totality of everything that's been covered. We don't do all the stuff in that book. Oh, I thought every I had a year. month to do that whole book. Yeah, hustle, Carl. Hustle. I was like, I want to be, <laughs> I want to be as spiritual as those one of people, and I've been trying to memorize. Traditionally, that book. traditionally, what we've done is we've taken a, a passage of scripture, typically a chapter, and we've we've memorized it over the course of a you know sort of typical school year. Um, and then summer's just kind of dedicated to review. But we review our scripture every week in our in our weekly ministry meeting that we have on Wednesday mornings. We we work on our verses that we're reciting together, and then we'll go back and review a, a prior year passage. So well, I love that. You know, I I always uh, try to tell Wana leaders, you know, kids don't expect the adults to memorize. They kind of think, oh, this is something they're making the kids do. Mm -hmm. But the silent message is, this is something for kids. Right. That I'll outgrow this someday, but when mm -hmm. they see their leaders memorizing the verses, and when they see, yeah. and and I think to hear that Awana headquarters, you know, you guys are doing this here, mm -hmm. it's really a testimony to the belief to the core and the power of the uh, of scripture memory, and uh, and I fell in love with it. I've memorized a few books of the Bible, and uh, and I, I love it. Yeah. But let's let's get back to this relaunching, mm -hmm. and um, I see you've got three sheets here, and I see on the new Awana website you've got these three phrases here. The reaching kids, equipping leaders, and changing the world. Talk a little bit about um, those. What are they? Three pillars. Three. Yes. Uh, what are you calling these? These three emphasis that Awana is now kind of, kind of putting everything into these three buckets. Well, I think that most, as you said, uh, many people, if they're familiar with Awana in their past, they would probably say. Uh, reach kids. Oh yeah, you know, Awana is about reaching kids with the gospel. Another boy and girl for Another Christ. Another boy and girl for Christ, reaching kids with the gospel and training them up in God's word. Amen. And we're still all about that with every every fiber of our being. Some of them might have not been quite as aware of what a significant uh, equipping and training organization Awana is. You know, we we have mobilized uh, 330,000 leaders around the world to minister to children wow. and youth. That actually is fairly unique. There are, there are relatively few volunteer organizations, especially in the ministry side, uh, the Christian ministry side of things, that are that size. And that's sort of something that maybe people don't see when they look at a local church or a club. They might see, you know, the handful of leaders in that one church, which are, we praise God for those leaders, but you multiply that out across the world. And so equipping leaders for ministry, and again, in multiple ministry contexts all around the world, all the different variables of culture. Well, and there's and, a lot of conferences. Yeah, and a lot uh, of different resources. You have so, a Commander University, right? Mm -hmm, commander College is another commander part. College. We want to help uh, the commander, which is the typically the, the ministry head of a local uh, Awana ministry in a church, 
want to help invest in that person. You know, we want to help that person become a more visionary leader, a more equipped leader, more committed leader, because they really are a people raiser is what they are. They're a people raiser, people equipper. And so that's uh, one of our one of our leader equipping options. But I think the third pillar, the change the world pillar, is probably the one that most people would have been historically most unfamiliar with about Awana, because they see Awana in their local context. And again, that's what we're all about. But really, when you talk about uh, 2.3 million kids being reached today, but here's the thing that's even more exciting than that number, if you can imagine there's a more exciting thing. It's our prayer and our goal and it's the thing we're working toward, which is to reach 10 million kids by the year 2020. So we are absolutely taking that number and saying we see uh, a number of different ways that God could take us there. And of course, it's all his will. But one of the things that, is, well, in fact, the thing that's going to make that possible, and this only makes sense if you think about the world and the population of the world, there are so many more people and thus so many more children outside of the United States. So our growth overseas is actually far outpacing our growth in the U.S., and that's how we want to reach 10 million kids by 2020. That's incredible. And you're already in 104 different countries. Absolutely. Yep. So how can someone be a part of what is going on? Now, obviously, they can host an Awana club. Mm -hmm. Maybe they already do. Mm -hmm. um, but what is, what's an action step that someone can take who's listening to this and saying, wow, this is exciting. I want to be a part of seeing that 2.3 million grow to, to 10 million. Yes. Um, That's a great question. You know, what, the, the very first thing they could do is what you've already suggested. Go to awana.org. Uh, the site has been completely rebuilt to tell the global ministry story of Awana and included right on the site very simple ways for you to read some stories uh, from different parts of the world to see what God's doing in children's lives. And there are simple ways to get involved. Uh, $10 reaches a child. And so it's a, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, a sponsorship long-term kind of thing or whatever. It's just $10 can reach a child. The ministry models that we're able to employ overseas, given the different uh, economic situations that are there, partners that we're partnered with, we're able to do a lot with a little. So you think about ten dollars, yeah. and you know how quickly that could disappear out of your wallet. So, so here. what 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 is done with that ten dollars? Well, it goes to help fund uh, ministry outreach. Our ministry model in other parts of the world is quite a bit different than it is here, and that here there's a lot of things. You think about the handbooks, and you think about uniforms and awards, and things that cost money, and they help to engage kids that are that are accustomed to a very highly visual, highly stimulating American culture yeah. uh, to help engage them. And we're going to, again, keep optimizing those and strengthening them. But overseas, we're able to invest a lot more in a method that is about equipping leaders primarily. That's where most of that funding goes, actually to equip and raise up leaders. And then those leaders go back and using you know, oral oral uh, training methods that's very resonant in their culture, very norm normative in that culture, we're able to see growth just explode. And we, we've seen uh, sometimes triple-digit growth in certain countries around the world. So do you have world. missionaries raising support overseas? Uh, they do. Um, and this this really, though, goes to actually fund the, the, the training of those leaders. And okay. then they go back to their local church. They'll gather in a, in a central area or, or town or somewhere. And we maybe train leaders from... 30, 50 churches at a time, spend wow. a week doing that. Can you imagine a children's ministry worker I in the United go. States spending a week in training? Wow. But these people invest a week of time. We, we ask for two from each church. They go back to their local church, and then they are the trainers. So it's a train-the-trainer session. They all separate back out into their local communities and villages, whatever, and then they train up the other leaders in that local church. And then church. they're not starting a, a canned club. They're starting a ministry that's contextualized to their culture Absolutely. and ministry. 
Have, have you been able to take any of the methods used overseas that's very different and bring that back to the states? Yes, and one one of I think this is so cool because you know as a global ministry we need to be learning. The learnings need to go both ways. Uh, we don't have a, 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 a lock on all the best strategies here in the United States, of course, in ministry. And so one of the things that's happened that I think is um, really cool is that that very training that I just described a little bit and that more heavy investment of time, um, we brought that back and we actually, our training team who are outstanding, you know, their specialty is equipping adults, they're professionals in, in, in adult training. They took a look at that model that's being used overseas and said, how can we strengthen our, our training of Awana leaders here in the U.S.? And so they revamped our training. It's now called uh, Hitting the Mark. And it actually does ask for a little bit more of a time investment on the front end. Rather than in the past, it might have been two, three hours on a Saturday morning. We're now asking for a Friday evening and a good chunk of your Saturday. Uh, or maybe even more, depending on the church. And, and the church still gets to kind of have a say in that. But what we wanted to do is to say, look, the more time you invest on the front end, the stronger of a trainer you're going to be when you go back to your local church and, and, and uh, train your other leaders. And there tends to be just more of an investment. When a church or has invested in a person going and spending yeah. X time and X, yeah. X resources to get somewhere, they tend to stick with it. And what we found is there's a corollary because we were seeing some, some uh, churches that started to want to um, drop in maybe after the first year or two. Well, that was we could tie that back to a, a training engagement that was not as strong as it could have been. We're making that training engagement stronger, and we're starting to see the corollary to them sticking through that first couple of little bumps that happen when you say, oh, are we getting this? Is this working for us? Yeah. They're sticking with it, though, because they remember the principles they really got invested in in that training. So that's just one example of how... Um, our global ministry is actually feeding back into the U.S. So for this $10 a kid uh, idea, is this something that churches can do like as a VBS fundraiser or something like oh, that yeah. to get their kids involved in reaching kids overseas? Because that seems very attainable oh, totally. for kids to get excited. Totally. Uh, I love uh, one, of the, one of the little uh, taglines I've seen uh, is uh, double the size of your Awana club this year. Well, it's not really like doubling it in the bodies in, in your church but sort of virtually doubling it. Not that you wouldn't want to double yeah. it literally, yeah. but you could virtually double it as well by raising funds to reach a child. I know one thing um, that, that we're doing, some churches have started doing is, uh, they call it a Versathon. And it's actually uh, kind of like any other fundraiser that kids do, running laps or whatever, oh, yeah. but it's uh, reciting scripture and reviewing their verses they learned in Awana and people agree to sponsor them. And then they raise funds and those funds go to uh, make it possible for kids just like them in other parts of the world to be able to... Wow. Well, there's no lack of creativity in, in this audience yeah. uh, to come up with some neat ways that they could raise some, some funds. And there's information on our website, awana.org. Just go there, and there's opportunities to click to give, and you can, you can learn more about what that looks like, and we'd be happy to answer questions. All right. Well, I really appreciate you telling us about this. Awana's constantly innovating. I've, I've been excited to be a part of the whole sports stacking innovation of mm -hmm. the game time. Yep. And, uh, and of course, they can go to awana.org slash sports stacking. I made sure that was still there uh, when I heard they redid the website. Yep. And, um, and, uh, but this is, this is really exciting. And uh, I think it's been neat to see how Awana over the years has constantly uh, decided to uh, stay current and take hard look at itself and modify and change and uh, that's kept it growing kept it relevant 
and uh, and ultimately it, it's uh, enabled it to keep reaching more and more boys and girls for Christ and as you mentioned to equip a, a staggering amount of leaders that's over a quarter of a million almost a third of a of a million leaders mm -hmm. globally yeah and that that's that's pretty awesome I, I would like if I could just take a couple more minutes and talk a little bit more I, I feel like what we've shared up to this point uh, very important that's more for that person like you said that maybe didn't know Awana sure. as well or kind of knew it from a distance if I could, I want to take a couple of minutes and maybe speak to that person who does know Awana, maybe even is, is, is leading an Awana ministry in their church or working in one. Um, what I want to share about that, and this is, again, my team and I and other, many others in, in this organization are working toward, is strengthening and optimizing the club model for the future. We believe the club model's best days are still ahead. Um, a lot of people hear the word club and they kind of, they automatically do the rewind, you know, to maybe a, a, a memory they have of you know, their childhood or their kids' <laughs> childhoods or whatever. You know, they may think, oh, you know, King James only, they may, whatever they may think. The fact is that the Iwana Club model is completely ready to be used in a lot of different church settings today. Um, you know, we publish our, all of our curriculum in four different Bible versions. You can pick uh, whichever one works uh, for your uh, church. But we really are doing a lot of listening and adapting, um, actually helping churches adapt our resources to their um, to their own ministry context, what their priorities are, what what kind of what's their vibe, what makes their what makes their heart heart uh, beat on that. But one thing that we are on the front end of that I'm very very excited about is a um, is some work toward bringing digital and bringing bring some technological tools into the the wow. ministry context. And so um, what I'm going to share is all sort of like um, kind of on the whiteboard at this point, and we still have some work to do, but we have the path to see. We're working with some consultants and experts in the field in this. Um, and so what I'm going to describe, it may not look exactly like this, but these are the ideas we have. Yeah. If you think about Awana, you know it. Again, I'm speaking to the person who knows Awana a little bit. Um, there's record keeping. There's keeping track of you know how kids' progress through their handbook and awards and stuff like that. There, there is there's a lot of pencil and paper type work. Um, we're looking to leverage technology to replace that. Let technology take care of that, and uh, to enable more time, more FaceTime, where you can actually spend more time focusing on the kid. So you know, a scenario we envisioned was where maybe you use a smartphone and you snap a snap a QR code that's in the handbook there and it registers right into a record-keeping system that would automatically update, okay, you know, Carl's just passed his section in his handbook. That's all you had to do. You know, you didn't have to tell anybody, you didn't have to pencil and paper it. And then, of course, all this data could roll up and be measured, and, and you can handle, you'd know what awards you need to hand out that night. It would just give you a list. you just go grab them or, or whatever. So those are learning tools that are for different learning style kids, parent engagement tools so that parents can engage the Awana ministry on the go through their smartphone, through their tablet. Parents can do the QR at Absolutely. Home and kids can get points for spending yes. time with their parents during totally. the week. Totally. I mean, the, the ideas are almost limitless. When we start brainstorming them, we just have to stop ourselves because, you know, after a while you can you can keep going. But one of the things we really want is that the, the club ministry to be easily used in any church context so that instead of the church having to sort of conform to the club model, that the club resources are adaptable to the church's values and priorities and yet we're still achieving this again the one mission through whatever methods and so i think a lot of people maybe wouldn't think of an awana club model as being very adaptable 
are very flexible and for good reason in the past. It was sort of like, here's the Iwana way, it's come out of the box and you set it up and you run it the way they say to run it. Yeah. And that's because it worked for a lot of churches. But as churches get more and more individualized, they gain a lot more um, desire to personalize their ministry, put their own stamp on it. And that's absolutely legit. We love that. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to respond to that by saying, hey, we want our, our tools to be tools to you. And so we're working really hard on that. And I want anybody who's hearing this and, and appreciates Awana, but maybe has struggled at times, feel like uh, it's a little bit rigid. It's hard for me to adapt. Um, we're looking to adapt it, make it adaptable. And I think technology is one way we're going we're gonna to do that. Excellent. Is there a channel for people to submit ideas or suggestions or feedback? How, how do great, people do that? Great question. Um, we, wanna, we want this to totally be a two-way dialogue as we go. We're so on the front end that I don't even have a good answer for that. I would just say keep watching um, Awana.org and our Facebook page, and we will announce. We'll get this. It will be up in lights um, when, we, when we have it ready. But at this point, it's still kind of largely in conceptual stage, but we're looking to, we're looking to become very, very... Um, we're, we're going to listen, just like we are in a lot of other ways. We're listening to churches and saying, hey, what works? Because if it's not working for you, you know, what are we here for? So. Well, with every podcast, we have a, uh, a forum discussion. Mm-hmm. And so for now, if there's something you're just itching to share with, with Michael or with Awana, just uh, click on the show notes for this podcast and just pop it right there on the forum, and I'll, I'll make sure that, uh, oh, be great. that Awana sees it yeah. and, uh, and it gets, uh, makes it to one of their brainstorming sessions absolutely fantastic well do you have a story you can share with us you guys sharing so many stories you got one you can close with of uh that's uh, either a global story or a humdinger you heard recently in chapel or something one is a girl uh, over in southeast asia somewhere and had faced hardships i mean real hardships the kind that you know many you know many certainly i never faced economic and and other things and the peace that she found through a relationship with Christ and the way that it completely reoriented her view toward her future was profound. And I, again, I can't even recall her name exactly, but it's on a wanted order right now. It's when it's in the story section. Um, but then there was one of a, of a girl named Emily up in Appleton, Wisconsin at a, at a club up there. And uh, they went up there and they, they, they did a video with Emily and this girl's maybe nine, ten years old, and I was so struck by the way, and you can watch this on our website, but I was so struck by the way that she was excited about having a place and a way to reach her friends for Christ. And she talked about that. She was talking with the heart of an evangelist, nine, ten-year-old girl. And, and, and it, for her, it was, it was a thing where she... You know, she's a typical kid. You could see her running around enjoying the games and all that stuff. But when she started to talk about her friends and telling them about Jesus, there was, there was a focus there. I mean, there was like an intensity almost. Wow. And um, both of those stories on our website right now, and there'll be others added, but both of those are out there right now. And I just find them to be, I mean, they give me goosebumps because both of them represent, you know, many people say that children are the future of the church. Well, children are the present of the church. Yeah. They are just, just totally there. And I think... Um, we want to lift up their stories and and show that God is at work mightily in the lives of children. It's not just an investment type thing where we're banking scripture verses for the future kind of thing, but but there is power at work in kids' lives right now all around the world. And yeah, I know your your listeners are are all invested in children's ministry and so they this is their heartbeat. But 
between the ages of 4 and 14 is by far the greatest chance to reach a yeah. human being with the gospel of Christ. And so every one of us are invested in that. And I get so, even though this is what we do for a living, so to speak, just like you, Carl, just like many of your listeners, but sometimes I think it can, we have to battle that, that sense of it becomes, you know, it's a job. You know, it's, it's our thing. We have a to-do list and we yeah. go down our list. But boy, these children are being transformed um, by the gospel and we, we are hearing it from uh, Native American reservations, from immigrant communities in the U.S., from, uh, from compassion projects in, in Latin America, uh, from you know, the biggest slum in Africa, the Kabir slum in, in Nairobi, Kenya. You know, they got a million people living on a, essentially a giant garbage dump, yeah. you know. And yet there are churches active in those environments and the gospel is going out. And Awana is part of that, and it's not that it's about Awana, it's that it's about Jesus. And um, our heartbeat is just that every child that we can possibly reach hears the truth of the gospel and, is, and, and, and finds new life in Christ, gets into God's word and finds out that there is, that's their future, that, that powers their future. And so what's driving us today at Awana, 65 years after we started, is that we never want a method that's worked for us in the past, and that still works in many cases, to ever be a barrier to another kid hearing. And so we are about one mission, many methods. Excellent. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, we will be praying for you and, and for Awana and, um, and for just the countless leaders out there who are reaching kids every day. And, and again, awana.org to, to learn more about what uh, is going on there. It's very exciting um, as you guys try to communicate that Awana is more than a club. It, it is a ministry um, that is certainly reaching kids, and it's equipping leaders, and, uh, and ultimately it's, it's changing the world. And uh, I'm excited to be a part, about, part of it in the roles that I've gotten to play. And uh, we look forward to a great future. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Carl. This has been great. I appreciate it. And there you have it, the latest from Awana headquarters on some exciting things that are coming ahead. Hey, whether you are new to Awana or you're one of those people that bleed four colors, visit the show notes for this podcast, click on the discussion forum, ask your questions, give your feedback. I'll try to answer if I can, or I'll get someone from Awana. Until next time, this is Carl on Kidman Talk. <laughs>